Hey, thanks for chiming in for this episode of MLO. This is your host, Adinette, and I've got a special guest helping me out with the intro here, Casey Carpenter. Yes, yes, yes. Casey Carpenter in the house, baby. Boom, chicka, boom, boom. And what are we talking about? It's not a normal subject line. We want to chat about why you should not buy a house. It's a big one, guys. Chime in, listen up, get settled in. Once again, this is your host, Addy Nett. You are listening to MLO. Enjoy the show. We are uh, popping now. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a special, special gathering today. Once again, MLO live broadcasting from the studio, bringing in that intro music. We like to make it fun, and we do promise this is the most amount of fun you're going to have talking about home loans. (laughs) CK's in the house. Boom, shika, boom, boom. CK, say hi to the group. Hello, everybody. Boom, boom. And of course, the uh, beloved Casey Carpenter. What's up, what's up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we have a special guest today, Roland Cochran. Thanks so much for being here, my man. Thank you, thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we got a special topic today, guys. Why now is not the right time to buy a home? Boom. We get, I get this like, call all the time. It's like, hey, is this the right time? Are you going to see foreclosures? Are you going to do this or do that? And um, this is going to be a good topic. And one of the reasons why we brought Roland here is... Roland works, and I'm going to let you explain, you know, what you do, but you work with a lot of different successful business owners, and we want to get your insight within the group today on different characteristics, different strategies, and timing specific. So thanks again for being here today, man. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, so I, I work with um, with mission-driven business owners is how I define it. So if you're mm-hmm. passionate about what you do, passionate about your brand, um, I'll work with you because that that's exciting and that's who everyone wants to work with, you know, as a customer. So um, the funny thing about high achieving, passionate business owners is they'll outpace themselves, right? So they'll get ahead of themselves and they'll outpace their success when the systems and maybe everything else isn't clear or completed. Not because they're not smart, they just don't want to. It's mm-hmm. just it's the boring stuff. So um, they'll get they'll start getting to the point where they're yeah they're, they're tired they're getting worn down. You see this in in um, in the housing industry with all professionals right when you start hitting that max. So yeah, I work with them on clarifying um, what that dream was when they started mm-hmm. and how we can get back there and um, get free again, get back to being themselves. Oh yeah, and it's a lot of people's dreams to you know be homeowners or business owners or whatnot. And I think what we need to hit the nail on the head here is breaking into timing because there's a lot of things on the financing end that might prohibit someone um, from buying a home and being prepared. And I know like Kemper is like, you work with a ton of self-employed individuals applying for home. And actually the financing and the equity within the home has been something that can be leveraged for business growth and accomplishing. So the, these are different moves that we want to go through and discuss, uh, throughout the episode. So make sure to uh, tune in and catch the very end of this show too, as we, we make some special announcements. Um, Going first and foremost, though, like, I just want to open up, like, Roland, from your perspective, like, why is now not the right time? Because there's a lot of change right now in the country. Like, we have a huge moving economy that's evolving, changing, shifting. And I want to get your insight, like, from who you work with, why is now not the right time? And what are uh, some other things that need to be prioritized? Sure. So buying a house is exciting. All right. People... They want to do it. We talk mm-hmm. about it when we're kids. You dream about the house that you want. And so um, it's a no-brainer as to why everyone wants to buy one. And they'll come up with any excuse to buy it. And and um, it makes a lot of sense, right? You want a place to feel safe, to to nest, to go home, hang up your coat, raise your family, let your dog. Mm-hmm. So it's not a mystery as to why everyone wants in one. The question is why w- why shouldn't you buy a house? And no one really talks about that. Right. Right? It's not something that we we speak about much. Um, the big reason I think people do do it is it's the most it's the easiest investment you can get into. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter if you're a first time buyer, yeah. um, where you're at in life, you can invest in a property and leverage someone else's money. Why you wouldn't buy right now is kind of the same reason. Well, it's been amplified as to why you wouldn't buy 
the same reason all along, but now it matters twice as much. And that's the fact that the world is uncertain. Mm-hmm. And you need to look at your your 10-year plan, 8-year plan, outside of your investments and how those play into purchasing a home. Because a home is a, there's a, depending on what you buy, there is a time limit of which it's going to become a good investment and not. And so if you need to exit that agreement early, yeah, it's 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 potentially not right for you. That's a good point. And I think that goes back to like, at least the MLO team, one of our top priorities in any sort of consultation is, hey, we want to have that intro call. We're not going to be those one officers that say like, hey, we're going to just send you a link, fill it out, let me know when it's done. We all three of us here want to have that intro call to hear about your goals, hear about the big picture strategy, because truly structuring an appropriate investment into real estate, you need to account for those five, 10, 15, 20 year goals. And I know like guys, like we talk people out of doing things all the time. Like we talk people out of, I did it two times this morning where it's like, Hey, I really want to refinance my, my rental property and blah, 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 blah. Most loan officers right there would be like, Hey, I'm going to send you a link filled out and I'll let you know. My first questions are like, okay, what are your plans with that property? What are, are you going to sell it in the next two to three years? Did you have it under a primary status terms, which is a much lower interest rate than an, an investment property? So like going back and I'm, I'm not trying to get off a little bit, but the, that consultation of understanding the long-term goals of a family, are you having kids? Like Casey, I know both of you guys, I mean, Christian's just about to have a baby. I mean, give me your insight. And I know you work with so many refinances. You, customers. I know you're having that conversation all the time. What are some kind of goal things that people are coming to you about? Yeah, 100%. Um, I think that every individual, you know, if they're sitting down with their mortgage advisor, Mm -hmm. needs to be having these kind of conversations just for the sole fact that I cannot do my job without knowing your short and long-term goals. I I mean, for you to say, I just want to lower my rate. Well, that doesn't, that's not going to help you. I had a client this week that said, Hey, I want to lower my rate. Well, the balance was a hundred thousand dollars, and yeah, I could lower it like one and a half points, but it only lowered lowered the payment a hundred bucks, but the cost mm-hmm. did not outweigh because I knew his total goals. He's only going to be in the property mm-hmm. for another three years. I'm like, your break even points probably going to be about three and a half years. So, those those uh, conversations are so important to save you mm-hmm. that equity position. Plus, you know, we're going backwards. We're adding more years to your your mortgage. So, mm-hmm. our whole goal is having a end goal of, hey, what is going to be my balance when I sell my house? Because I want to have the most equity put down on the, nether, the next one. So those conversations don't come out over an internet uh, inquiry, you know? Right. No, that's a really good point. And uh, Casey, I want to get your take really quick on the long term, the importance of the structuring, especially being a veteran and a mortgage advisor. Give us a little bit of a, a point of view from the veterans, because I'm sure, man, the majority of people you work with, they're they're at a totally different point in their life. If they're just coming back from service or and there's so many more dynamics than just that one off. But give me your perspective quickly, too. Yeah. And I think I mean it all is going to tie back to knowing your client or at least having that deep dive consultation Mm -hmm. with your client to know their goals and and their plans. So veterans coming back from, you know, deployment, uh, you know, questions if they're active duty that I would ask, you know, do you know if you're going to be doing any more, you know, deployments? Yeah. They tell us Mm -hmm. maybe one tour every four years, but you know, I did three and Mm -hmm. it was almost half of my service time was spent deployed. So do you know if there's going to be another deployment in Would that, you know, is that going to change your financial situation? Do you want to put yourself in a long-term or 30-year, you know, debt obligation right now? Now, there is things obviously in place for vets when they are, you know, deployed, how um, things can be put in place for their payment and stuff like that. But these are just their decisions and thought processes that need Mm -hmm. to happen um, when you're making decisions like this. And just to tie back on two different scenarios, you know, I have um, clients that, um, could probably be doing a 15 year loan. They're getting towards, let's just say, you know, the, the later side of their life and, yeah. and they're seeing things, but you know, decision processes are different for everybody and mm-hmm. goals are different for everybody. So you have to understand. So some people you think, you know, might be wise to get rid of the debt, um, actually are thinking about doing the longer term just cause they want the lower payment. They want to have a little bit extra cash to live out their life. Their goal is not to pay off that mortgage completely. Mm-hmm. That's okay. That is a different goal and it works for that person. So we're looking at that whole spectrum or you have people 
Um, last clients, you know, there, there's a lot of stuff going on in the state of Oregon. If you're leaving the state, you know, what mm-hmm. is your, what is your plans there? Um, because, you know, yes, a quick decision. We've seen people just get up and go, right? But was everything thought out? Was it put in place? Was it right just to sell right off the gate? Or was it a better decision maybe to restructure the loan, save some money for a year and a half, and then move out? Whatever that is, you find mm-hmm. that out during what? That initial conversation and yeah. consultation where you learn their goals and their plan. So what you're saying is basically clarifying. So when you're working with your loan officer and your realtor, um, clarifying, is this an investment or is this a uh, home I'm I'm nesting in and living in and I don't really care about the rate of return, right? Mm-hmm. Having that conversation with your loan officer so that they can, yeah, give you the right mortgage and put you in the right house. Well, and I want to hear from Roland too, like in your experience, man, just with working with a lot of self-employed entrepreneurs, motivated individuals, give me your perspective on like what your experience with those types of families, what are they like, hey, you know, these are my top three things that I just need to alleviate myself from. Could you give us a little insight on that? Absolutely. So it's, I think most people, whether we say it out loud or not, we're after freedom. Mm -hmm. We don't know freedom from what necessarily, but freedom from something that's making us do something that's actually not what we truly deep down want to do. And that's Mm -hmm. typically money, time, and location constraints. So when you're buying a home, it's something that does not get the thought that it deserves. If you're trying to free yourself from money, time, or location – your home purchase is going to change all of those things significantly because you might be in a mortgage that is higher than the financial freedom that you're looking for. It could be lower than the income, uh, the sorry, uh, rate of uh, return on investment that you mm-hmm. actually were trying to secure 37 sure. years from that point. So that's what I would say is when just be clear with yourself with, what freedom means to you. If it's time, location, or money, your home and the type of mortgage and your interest rate especially changes all of those things. It's a conversation to have with yourself, your spouse, and then consult Yeah, your, 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 your LO and your realtors. Yeah. Well, I think it's such an emotional transaction too, you know, with, a, with your home purchase. You know, it's something that's attached to you, your family, you know. So there's a lot of different things that you don't do like if I were to buy a business, I'd probably put more diligence into that than I would a home purchase. So I think it's kind of, I mean, not kind of, it's very important to surround yourself with, the, you know, those right people, your mm-hmm. financial advisor, your tax attorney, your realtor, your mortgage advisor. Mm-hmm. That's the time to bring those people in. Well, I think like an interesting conversation that I had just last night with a self-employed applicant is like he had the ability to put 150 grand out. And I knew because I, I was very well versed with this client. I had done his previous purchase. They're now selling and moving to a new one. We had this conversation. I was like, I, I want to build out a dynamic um, spreadsheet for you, which is something that we do here at MLL all the time or th- three to five different options. And what I wanted to break down for him was like, well, let's take a look. If you put a minimum of 125K down versus 150, your terms on the mortgage aren't going to change. So do you really want 25 grand tied up into your mortgage? Because I know from this particular person's business and skill set, he can take 25 grand and make a hundred grand with that cash flow. So does that give him more opportunities? So that was an interesting thing I just thought of from a conversation. Totally though. Just last, last night. Yeah, He's given you like opening up his books and saying, this is what I have available. He's trusting you as your advisor to kind of give him those options. Yeah. This is not going to change from mm-hmm. 100 to 125. You know, that's huge. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, I just thought it was a good, no. good share. Yeah. You know, Roland, you know, being a coach and a manager of dreams and goals, what are some of the disciplines and characteristics of individuals that you see accomplishing their goals? I think that's a really good insight, like being a nationally known individual and working with so many successful entrepreneurs. What, what do you see are some common characteristics from families and individuals that want to get into a home, start a business, et cetera? So self-awareness, and I mean that not just from your personality characteristics mm-hmm. and how you interact with others, but I mean an awareness of, yeah, what you're building. You know, what does, what are you trying to become free of, right? This obsession with 
money and more money when they actually want free from money. And then they mm. bury themselves in debt and needs to make more money when it was the freedom of the money the whole time. So just having that awareness around what you want for yourself and your family and, mm-hmm. and your future and your business. Do you want to run a business or do you want to own one and lend to the business and those within it your unique abilities? I think that's why we all mm-hmm. went into business and all you guys and your businesses there was something there, and um, the work itself wasn't necessarily what we were obsessed with. And then um, before too late, you don't know. So self-awareness mm-hmm. around what you're actually after. The second one I would say is investing in yourself. So whatever you lack, your weaknesses, mm-hmm. um, fix them. Get, take, get, take care of it. There's people out there and books out there. There's things that can start teaching you how to overcome those weaknesses. And the longer their weaknesses, the longer it w- they, those things will hold you back. So the faster you can conquer those, the better. And if you're young, get rid of them because you got 50 good years of operating at peak level. You know, I'm 30 years old, and I, I achieved all of this because from 15 I just kept – meeting and hiring people to conquer weaknesses, lots of shrinks, lots of uh, business coaches, whatever it took to just become an aware individual of what I wanted um, so I can communicate with a broader audience. And you can apply that to all businesses, your personal relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the last one would just be with that clarity, with that self-awareness, going all in and just doing if, if it's what needs to be done do it. Give it a give it and give it a shot. It's the same thing as that clarity piece I spoke to. The longer you don't give it your hundred percent, you'll never quite know what it could have been, what you could have done, or if it was a good match or not a good match. So those three things um, you can apply them to your personal life, your business, um, all businesses. It's just uh, those simple things of looking inside you and then building something because it's going to be the most authentic and honestly it's going to make you the most amount of money and be the most fulfilled in the end too so yeah no that's that was really good input there and i I want to like bridge that over to casey too and hear a little bit about the veterans point of view because i think you're talking about a lot of different qualities right there and i want to be compassionate toward what the veteran goes through so would you mind sharing with like that decision to buy a home or not, or there are other things to focus on as a veteran? Yeah. And I, I think, you know, a veteran's biggest decision too is, are you, are you planning on uh, re-enlisting? Mm-hmm. Are you planning on re-upping and, and staying in the service? I mean, yeah. majority or let's just say probably a four year contract you're going to sign. Um, is your plan to stay in the service? Because the service obviously relocates you, you are placed in usually a different state. Um, if you're, if you're going to stay, are you going to stay? And do you know your orders? Are they going to be in that same state? Or mm-hmm. is it going to be a different state? Um, so for a veteran, they have a lot more, I, I would say, to decide on when purchasing a home. Yep. Rather than your individual, just normal consumer. Um, but I think, you know, what Roland touched on, uh, which is it for veterans, for everybody, um, and it was that second point where he said, you know, surround yourself with uh, a coach or, mm-hmm. or someone wiser than you, or uh, I think you even joked about it and said shrink, right? But you need somebody, honestly, that, that knows more than you do. And when you come across people like that, whether it's in your business, um, you know, whether you run a, a landscaping business or something or whatever it is, like try to get the knowledge from that person. Ask that person, be be open to say, hey, would you mind, you know, advising me? Would you mind coaching me? Can I, mm-hmm. can I meet with you just for coffee one time to pick your brain? How did you grow your business to where it mm-hmm. was at? So I can maybe pick up some advice. Believe it or not, successful people like helping people, mm-hmm. whatever it is for us. It's, it's a, you know, an internal good feeling that mm-hmm. we get. It's a satisfaction, you know, that we can help, help people grow. So I think Roland touched it. Like, yes, your loan officer, your, your real estate, um, ad, uh, mortgage or your real estate broker, your, financial advisor, you're also life coach, business coach, whatever it is. Uh, I like to just call them mentors. Find yourself a mentor and grow because whether you're a veteran uh, in the service, obviously you're high ranking, uh, you know, other people in there that, you know, they have the medals, they, they have the badges on their uniforms, you know who they are. Um, you know, they, they're, they got there for a reason too. Yeah. So, you know, pick that up as a coach or mentor in all facts of life, I think. 
Yeah, for sure. Things we and this is a little bit more of a serious conversation than we yeah. normally have, but I think it's really good because like you know, a lot of people come to us for the the home buying and selling questions and the loan related questions and then I've we've had so much success with just directing them to the podcast too. And I, one thought that I just had is like what you surround yourself with you become and it's interesting for me i listen to all sorts of different podcasts and it really helps me if i'm focused on wanting to scale a business or if i'm focused on wanting to be organized or home improvement stuff or or a sport like golf or whatever what i'm like listening to and watching seems to be what my brain focuses on so i i really encourage especially people that aren't already listening to this podcast right now but perhaps hitting us on facebook or youtube with our live streams like subscribe to that podcast and surround yourself with the conversation of home ownership and I think people would be really surprised how you start morphing uh, the way that you think in your actions towards your goals 100% lastly the or not lastly but the next question I had put down which is the first time we've ever put together an agenda by the way an actual agenda we all have paper like we're back in school Um, it's a CNN right here CNN, this is hot off the press, hot off the press. Uh, The next one was with the current state of the world and a quickly changing economy. What advice, Rowan, would you give to people um, from being prevented from being washed away in the new world and the new economy? People right now, we can see it everywhere. Normals changed, right? And it's getting more and more obvious that this is the new normal. We're not going to go back. Um, but people still want normal. We always want normal. All of us want normal, some some sense of normal and safety. Um, every business owner and employee um, provides that for someone. The, you know, business, you can call it business. It can mm-hmm. also be called just humans interacting and sure. exchanging needs and skills, right? Mm-hmm. So... What you do now is going to be everybody um, for your business or your job. What you do now is going to be more valuable to the customer than ever before. Um, So taking more time and implementing things in your business where you're listening more. Um, Mm -hmm. Your customers are going to want that. Um, On a more tangible note, you need to embrace the change and for those who are more innovative and and um have been looking for a change for themselves now is the time people love mm-hmm. people are just change is normal so if you're going to introduce your customers to a new platform mm-hmm. or you're going to change how you work now is the time to change that people are open to it. hey log into this online thing give it a go the, normally they would say oh no can you just mail it to me right they're not going to say that right now. Um, everything's new. Everyone's open. Um, everyone's sensitive. And that's all those things are good because we're going to do the hard reset and come back new and resourceful. Um, so don't ignore that or you will be left behind. Absolutely. Yeah. Adapting to change is super important. What do you think guys like want to add to that? What Rowan just threw out? No, I would say the same thing. We're receiving a seeing a big pivot and a shift in business and how people are being more receptive than ever, you know, and, uh, you know, my clients are wanting to save money or look at options and just open just to have discussions. They want to talk about what's going on with their family. And I want to tell them what's going on with mine, to be honest with you. Yeah. You know, so I think there's a, an embrace for relationship, uh, business more than ever. Mm-hmm. And it's time to see that, you know, shift thrive, you know, and thank God my business has always been a relationship side of things. So it's, it's been great, you know, and like you said, Roland, uh, you know, we're, they're receptive to new ways of, of doing business, which Mm -hmm. we have done, you know, going to a digital platform and doing zoom, uh, presentations and different things like that. So yeah, it's been great. You know, it's been, you know, it's more personal than ever, you know, and dun 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 dun, dun introducing MLO. <laughs> there we are. Do you want? I mean, it's right there, you guys. I mean, you have a world that's changing. Mm-hmm. Let's it, be honest. The smart ones are going to adapt and change and try to think of that while it's happening. Well, and I think I mean to bring it back 
to just the consumer and the client. Like if, if I'm sitting at home furloughed from my job, you know, collecting unemployment, maybe renting, maybe, you know, maybe I have some equity. What do I do to adapt? Like, what do I do to track the real estate market or get back into it? So I'm just trying to think from their point of view, like, what do you, where do you start from a, from a consumer standpoint? What are some things to, to work on as an individual? Um, so I want to like, at least give some actionable items for people. Like video is a big one. Like I had a here's a story, quick story. I had a former colleague of mine hit me up and he's like, Hey, Eddie, you know, I lost my job. And this was a couple months ago. And hey, if you know of anything or know anybody, let me know. And of course, like easy guy to recommend and refer to. But when he asked me if I had any advice on what he could do, I said, get really used to video chat. Start using Zoom. Start using FaceTime. Don't be afraid. It, and this was like three months ago. And it's just so important. Like I remember when CK, when I first came in the mortgage industry with you, um, I was telling everybody to text their clients and everyone was looking at me five years ago like i was a freaking idiot it's like we don't text our clients it was like now you do like 90 percent of your correspondence through text so we're in this now video age which personally i man 12 hours of zoom by the way is exhausting if anybody's ever done that like that's a whole new level of exhaustion. I don't know if you guys have done that, but just some key takeaways is adapting to that video and, and embracing the technology. Roland, would you have anything to add as a takeaway for people with adaption? Yes. I think looking inward to what you do now is more apparent than ever because on a digital platform, you're losing a little bit of that, uh, special sauce that you used to share with people because mm-hmm. now you're separated by a web camera. Um, and so you need mm. to lean in a little bit more for what people were looking to you for. What did they actually want from you? Mm-hmm. Deeper than the product itself. I have a tool. Actually, I made it easy for you guys. It's uh, it's at my website. It's Roland Cochran, R-O-L-A-N-D-C-O-C-H-R-U-N.com um, slash MLO podcast. Oh, nice. And for those who are listening, um, you can download it immediately by going to that, um, that, that site. And it's targeted towards you finding out what people actually wanted from you because we need to scale that up now. If the computer's the new normal, mm-hmm. we've all kind of been brought to this equal yeah. playing field. And so now you need to show up like you, like the listener you are, the the family man you are, whatever your special twist is on it. Um, that's going to be more important now than ever through video. I mean, that's just the way it's going now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Casey, anything you no, seem I, like a jump it on. I think that's a huge point because you're seeing this across the board. People are coming into video. Mm-hmm. Uh, my biggest thing is always too, is, is if you're going to do something, you got to stay with it, stay consistent with it. Um, you can't jump in the game and jump out of the game, but that's a whole point too is, Bring, you need to be bring yourself somehow through that video. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for me, I am the very animated, you know, social butterfly Casey. I'm sure people understand that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they do through my videos and the chats and stuff. So Roland, I think, nailed that. Like, you got to bring yourself, not only just bring yourself to the video, bring yourself through that video. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I could kind of bring it a little more back once again to the consumer. I just am trying to think from from another point of view and adapting and growing. And I think some of it, at least for me as an individual, if I understand the why and a goal, it's really like, why is something the way it is? And then what is the goal that I'm working toward? Those are like really important things. It's like the Ikea instruction box Mm -hmm. to goal achievement. Right. And I think too many people, especially when it comes to real estate, they just have this like general, general idea of homeownership. Oh, I just want to own a home. And going back to Roland's point where like, that's when people fall into the trap of emotions instead of being like, okay, I'm going to, you know, have a meeting with a loan officer, a mortgage advisor. I'm going to meet with a real estate agent. This is my comfort level on payment. This is how long it's going to take me to save what I'm comfortable for, for, you know, uh, a mortgage term that is fair and makes sense and work that action plan. Like I'm not going to exceed 2000 a month on my mortgage payment. I only would if 
there were these compensating factors. So I think it's really important for people to take advantage of this time at home, like to write down what they want to accomplish, generally speaking, and then work with experts and advisors to help them become educated on the process and how to go about it. Right. They're looking, they're, they're telling you what they want instead of asking you for, for the advice. It's like, Oh, secure this amount of money for me. When it's like, oh, man, they should have included you in the conversation earlier. You could have uh, made them a lot more money and then potentially saved them the um, hassle of having to move again. <laughs> yeah, and Roland, I want to kind of transition into, like, how have you seen, whether within your network or client list, people leveraging um, home ownership toward accomplishing their career goals? How is it taking advantage of equity in their home, starting a new business? A lot of people are working from home right now, and it looks like a lot more people will continue. What have you seen, man, just from your experience and any good stories or insights? Yeah, it's interesting to ask that question now. It's a right. lot different had you asked me um, uh, even a few months ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I mean, the, the easiest way with uh, you know a lot of people call a home a forced bank account, right? So uh, so a nineteen year old who gets their first job and they've mm-hmm. had it for three or four years, they qualify for, um, you know, by the time that that person has been there for ten years, um, you've got some equity there. The market's increased over ten years, and so refinancing and pulling the equity out of the home—that's a very real thing. It mm-hmm. is. It you know you can think of it very similarly to a bank account. Um, right. Homes are not excluded from that and they have a way better interest rate. So that you can use it as a savings account rather than paying into rent the whole time. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So that's the, obviously the, the, the no brainer working from home poses a unique opportunity now because I really do believe we are going to see the commercial use of space decreasing. Mm -hmm. And I would not be surprised if people go back to doing the home visits. We went away from Mm. that. And I don't know why we went away from it because now we're in the website era where everything's online. So now these commercial places existed for no reason. Now that they are not cool and will be decreasing their use i wouldn't be surprised if we start doing what we did back in the 50s and 70s we start seeing it we start popping into people's homes where they have a separate entrance or an office where you actually meet with the client out of your home i i i don't know this because we haven't seen it in my lifetime (laughs) but i i wouldn't be surprised if that's not something that happens a safer environment away from less people so we should expect uh encyclopedia people knocking (laughs) Selling books door to door pretty soon. I'm more of a fan of the vacuum. What was it? uh, uh, Rory Vaden, Take the Stairs. He sold encyclopedias door to door. I'm getting first to market back on that. I'm. I'm gonna maybe we sell digital encyclopedias door to door. It's an app, four ninety nine, and we're gonna be door knocking, or it's that or vacuums. You guys choose, but but I I mean I think Roland's nailing it. I mean, yeah. look Look at the amount of people working from home now, getting comfortable working from home. I mean. Think about just from that aspect, how many people are want to go, want to go back, mm-hmm. drive in that once traffic's there, hour downtown to go to your, you know, cubicle or wherever your office is. When you just were comfortable, you had the whole office, home office set up, and you're grinding it out, pumping it out for the last three months at home, comfortable. Well, I think it's going to be the businesses that are going to be like, well, I'm getting the same production. Why am I paying a million dollars a month in rent, you know, for these offices? We've seen a massive influx in our loan applications of that reason. People move into our area, Portland, Oregon, where they say like, hey, I recently just got uh, approved to work remotely. I want to go, I want to decrease my living costs. And a lot of them are from San Francisco, Seattle, which are way more expensive than our area in Portland. Hearing that from New York, Florida, a lot of different areas that are more expensive. And now that they have approved remote, that they're looking for new shelter. That's right. Cheaper shelter. Cheaper shelter. And you also see it too from, um, I think some of them, maybe the higher net worth individuals, but you see people now looking to move locations, um, you know, based off of strategies and and, 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 and plays retirement. I mean, we're, me and Roland were kind of just touch, touching on some stuff before the show, but mm-hmm. looking at different places with lower, you know, taxes, state taxes, yeah. right? Stuff like that. Um, it's a big factor. So again, conversations, knowing the client's timeline and plan. 
Mm-hmm. We'll see in the, you can, you know, the, the travel piece is so common for younger people seeing more of the world. We were talking about it because yeah, I sold, I sold my, I, I don't have a home now. And so my, uh, I live out of uh, Airbnbs wherever I mm-hmm. feel like going. And now this new world, I was a, fen- a phenom. Now I'm just a normal guy yeah. <laughs> in this new world. So you can, you can craft whatever you want sure. now. That's the cool part. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, I think we'll see a lot of people continuing to move. I see people moving out of our state, but then a ton of people moving in. And another big factor, too, we got coming in is an election year. And kind of like hit a end chapter to the episode. I want to make sure we dive a little bit into some loan stuff in election year. So historically, interest rates are always lower on an election year. So CK, would you take it off? Like, what have you seen over now? I'm not going to tell publicly how many election years you've been through as a loan officer, but it's been a few. It's been, it's, it's a been few. a few. Yeah, buddy. More than three. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, typically, I mean, almost, I want to say every year that I've ever seen, we've had some record low interest rates. You're not going to want to see that, that uh, president doesn't want to see rates go up in his, uh, you know, debut or going mm-hmm. back into the election year. So yeah, I expect to see everything low, obviously from the indicators that we have, you know, daily that we know that we're just going to stay low for a while. We just, we're not going to see an uptick and especially not until after the election. I don't, I don't think now, are we going to see things go up and down 100%, you mm-hmm. know, um, we got to slow things down when we have too much on the books and you're going to see that from investors and different, um, GSEs and whatnot. So, and are we going to see, um, programs change? Yes. So it's going to be different um, day to day, but I think all of us expect the rates to be low. Um, that gets uh, some of our younger buyers an opportunity to get into a home. Um, more people, like Roland said, refinancing their house, mm-hmm. uh, getting that strategy put together for investment, investment properties, second homes, and just playing with the stock market a little bit just to get that uh, uh, capital gain or capital going for their gains. So that would be a check for the pro. It's time, the right time to buy a house for all everybody out there listening. um, That is according to the research. Um, I can't think of the website off the top of my head, but historically it is. You got to get that compliance in there. You got to get that compliance in there, don't I, Casey? Um, Anything else to add on that point with election year, uh, Mr. Carpenter? I mean, I think it's just something to be aware of. Like, I think I've probably mentioned it before. Uh, if you have a change of a president, you're also going to bring in a different agenda. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, yeah, you were hitting and, up on that. And yeah. that agenda, you know, can dictate how we're going to be ran. I mean, it's just that simple, too. So think of that because we definitely saw an agenda switch when uh, our president, who is, you know, the current president, when he became president and took office. It's Trump, by the way. It's Trump. <laughs> Tried, yeah, we can keep, say I, I his name. Compliant, man. <laughs> current president. Our president is Donald Trump. <laughs> I'm, I'm just complying. He knew. He okay. He <laughs> knew the president. He just didn't feel comfortable. I know. Saying. I think it's just so funny. It, <laughs> it's not what's but, the. But, what? but you, you saw it though. He took office November. Yes. What yes. happened in March? Rate hikes. So it changed. I mean, the, the game changed a little bit. So That's also true. the stock market went crazy. Stock we market went crazy. Different agenda. Yeah. Right. So we saw record. Uh, you know, home sales prices. So, yeah, there's a lot of different things that are going to happen with every uh, new agenda. I think one of the underlying things of all of this that kind of wipes the entire chalkboard is supply and demand. Yeah. We do have a housing crisis in America. Like, there's not enough houses to people. Is that the right way to say that? People yeah. that houses, houses yeah. to people. <laughs> Christian's over freaking cracking me up today. He's Mr. He's smiling. He's he's having a good day. Um, but I think the inventory thing, especially like we're in the Pacific Northwest. I mean, like Portland, Oregon, there ain't a lot of houses. There's not a lot of inventory. They can't put them up quick enough for people that are coming here versus maybe Arizona or Texas is a totally different market. So going back to also like, is this the right time to buy a home? It really depends. I mean, it depends on the location you're in because like the Texas market is a completely different environment right now. Um, a different price point, the Midwest, completely different versus uh, our market right here is there's only so much real estate. So it's like, okay, what's your long-term plan? Okay, I'm going to be here for at least 10 to 15 years. Well, you better buckle your seatbelts and get into something. Or I'm just here on contract with Nike 
Well, in that case, you got to consider, are you going to offload it? Well, there's five to 6% seller fees. That's got to be worked in the equation. Can you meet that appreciation in the timeline of you leaving? I think that's one of the biggest things people like blows my mind is a lot of people look at real estate as like, oh, I'm just going to make X amount of it. And they never account for the selling costs. And it's excise tax and all the, you know, just the little things you know, that just add up real quickly. It's massive. Yeah. It's a lot of money. And I'm sure a bunch of real estate agents going to be pissed at me for saying that, but it's the reality of the sense. I mean, five to 6% to sell a home right. average. And you never, you never see it factored in, which is another good reason why you have that consultation conversation with your, with your loan. Yeah. No, that, good point. Way to bring it back. Just go back to it. But touching back again with, with what was, uh, you know, the topic, why you shouldn't buy a home for a certain, you know, for certain people in certain situations, it changes. One thing I want to touch on is, you know, I think it's very smart to do, to balance that emotional and then the financial obligations of it, right? Like we all want that, you know, freaking sweet bathtub, you know, granite house. Like we all want. Oh, you, you went know, bathtub first. Yeah. Oh, I know. It's, you know I learned I want, something I new about Casey. He's a shower guy. <laughs> But it's like, you know, when you're looking at that stuff, because that's what sells, they're always going to show the bathroom. Bathroom, master bedrooms are going to sell the house. Uh, But coming back, it's like some people I've seen jump into, like, the emotional, like, okay, we wanted that bigger house, right? And we jumped into it, and we got the new cars and stuff. We're all dialed in. Like, the house is nice. The cars are nice. We're all brand new. And guess what we just did? Hmm. Maxed out our free cash flow that we had. So now we don't have enough to do something important with it. or don't have that freedom that Roland was talking about. We don't have enough freedom that Roland was talking about. My biggest Mm -hmm. thing is... Let's be honest, most people are going to have a salary or a W-2 job, right? So they are capped at basically, you know, what they can make. Mm. So they're adding on, nice house, nice car. Income staying the same. Payments and debt and what they're flowing out per month is rising, but they're not increasing this. And now we've lost maybe a gap that we had for investing, you know, what they're... Yeah, but what one. I would say, though, is if you consulted your LO and your mm-hmm. realtor before you bought I. I'm not going to promise you there's a high likelihood we could have achieved all of those things you wanted and got you a 10 to 20% return mm-hmm. because you could have played it differently instead of just browsing, yeah. telling your LO what you want and then buying the house. If you would have consulted them, they do this for a living mm-hmm. and they could get you the dream bathroom. They could, yeah. they could position it and have you exit with a maximum rate on your investment. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's a good point. I see one, one common I wouldn't call it a mistake, but pattern I see people do is if they have like a base salary, say they go from like 60 to 70 to 80 every year, like the minute they get that raise, they upgrade everything in their life. So it's not a freaking raise. It's like, oh, they got 10 grand raise, but then they went from Toyota Camry to Lexus or Lexus to Tesla or one car to two car, or they just like upgrade their personal overhead all the time and i don't know why i just thought about that but have you seen have you guys been seeing that this year or seen all my career just all of I mean, america it's human nature it is such human nature and for us to get back to why we're here to educate to be a transparent uh uh place where we can talk about these things just because we've done it i've done it mm-hmm. as, as a youth i've overextended <laughs> myself and Thank God I'm commissioned and I can just go out there and bust and, and mm-hmm. get, take myself out. But like Casey said, you know, those people that, you know, basically are capped out at their income. Yeah. What do those people do? Yeah. That's scary. That scares the crap out of me. That is know? really scary. Um, so, yeah, please, you know, that's why we got to have these conversations. Um, that's why our GSEs, our investors put these criterias on what we can lend out. Mm-hmm. But those are just those are just uh, standards. Doesn't mean you don't need to ex- you don't have to exceed them. Or you know, we want to keep that freedom. You want to be able to think about the quality of life, not right. just being married to a mortgage and your cars and your your things. Think about the time with your family, uh, those those times at the parks, those vacations. Those are the things that you remember at the end of the day. It's not the house you lived in, the car you had, you know. So, um, well, and going to back to what you're saying too about reserves, meaning savings, I think that's super important to unpack again because 
um, often I'll sit down with people. They're so focused on monthly payment. Like I need, I need my payment at this. I need my payment at this. I need it. And in the reality of it all, 10 grand, generally speaking, moves the needle about $50 rounding up a month on a 30 year fixed mortgage right now, $50. So would you rather maybe tone back a couple subscriptions, like have, not have HBO <laughs> and just Netflix, or maybe we could get a family plan, right, and get an unlimited and not pay. Just like we can all think of a way to save $50 a month and then not put ten grand into the house and put it in your savings. Because I always like, especially especially first-time homebuyers, like to see a three- to six-month reserve as an advisor. Be like, hey, this way you always know rate if something happens the clock is on you got three to six months to figure out a new gig whether you're starting a new business you're getting a new job you're hustling you become the linkedin stalker of the open employment market but um i think that's just another wanted to add in on on the reserves versus having it all tied up Mm -hmm. and again with that planning you know people that first year home ownership are going to spend anywhere from five to 20k upgrading that home on stuff they like so that's another huge factor i mean are you including that into your plan that you talked about with your LO? When I hear a lot of people being like, they hit me up and they're like, hey, we want to re- do a cash out refinance because we want to do an upgrade in our house. Or like another one was we're going to build, uh, you know, home offices out of the basement. And first thing I always say, many loan officers will be like, great, just do the application and I'll get it all worked up. Versus it's like, hey, what do you want to do? Talk to me about this plan. Okay, cool. That sounds exciting. So we're talking how much of a budget? Well, it's going to be like six or seven grand, right? To do this like revamp with furniture and whatnot. Not many scenarios make sense to refinance your number one investment and your asset with a lot of people's retirements plan just for five to $10,000. There's so many other creative ways to access financing and the strategy is unique. Then we just really encourage everyone like reach out to us even if it's a second opinion or not like we will break down a transparent point of view that you can take or walk with um but just want to put that a lot of people cash out refinancing for no freaking reason when there was a lot of other ways to um accomplish that goal roland is anything on top of your mind in regards to leveraging the equity the the thing that's on top of my mind is that like 50, you know, the, the payment, right? They're so focused mm, on the yeah. payment. Had they strategized with you, there was likely some other invest in money in that pie chart. What if exceeding the payment to get them into a, that home as an investment? What if that was maybe a better yield than where that other sliver was going? That's where consulting you, got, you know, People don't look at their LOs for whatever reason as a, they're just like your financial advisor. You're mm-hmm. really, you need to talk to them about these things. Uh, don't demand a, a loan from them when you found the home already. It's too late. Um, right. but, but consulting them earlier, you might be able to exceed your payment by another $150, $200 that you were dead set on if the home itself that you find or the situation will yield a high, you know, maybe adding that another bedroom is a better investment right. and your LOs will know this. Yeah. yeah. That's a good adding a bedroom square footage. There's yeah. prioritization strategies. You know, a lot of times we'll strategize a lot of our consumers and clients right now have a lot of uh, student debt. And when that's one of the things that we've been able to do is strategize and put some debt consolidation together for the student loans, you know, cause those are around seven to 9% and mm-hmm. there's some great products out there. And I've done that for multiple clients to where they could only for being this level, you know, of a $350,000 purchase where now they can rent out a room and get a four bedroom house. And we were able to, yeah, they didn't weren't able to buy that month, but three months later we, we put them into a debt consolidation where that saved them $500 a month that opened them up to huge amount of uh, options in their home buying um, process. So that's why, um, and I challenge anybody else out listening. Our job is to look at and be a second eyes for you. So if you have a um, a loan proposal you want us to look at, that's our job to help you say, hey, that's a great deal. Mm-hmm. That's where we're at. You're already in the process. I, would, I think that's a great deal. Move forward. Or this is where I think they're charging a little higher on this. 
but we want to be second eyes and just be out there for the consumers in our community, um, mm. you know, and in our states that we blend in to be able to help our consumers. Yeah, well said, well said. And Roland, if people wanted to get a hold of you, particularly for your services and your business, like how can they find you? How can they follow you? Give us the deeds. Yeah, so um, best way, go to uh, my website, Roland Cochran, R-O-L-A-N-D-C-O-C-H-R-U-N, RolandCochran.com. Um, I got resources on there. Um, we can keep you in. You know, I'm very, I, I love what I do, and I love to help so it's, it truly is a resource. Even if you and I never ended up working together, it's just a great place to – I love messing with how everyone thinks because that's we've we've allowed others to tell us how to think so much that I we, we don't look at what we actually want often enough. And so I mm-hmm. encourage people to do that. And um, guess what happens? They get happier and they get wealthier. It's just uh, – how it works. So yeah, um, RolandCochran.com. You follow me on Instagram on there. I'm always messing with everybody and interacting. I'm pretty, um, pretty accessible through that. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd love to help, love to help anybody or at least refer you to someone who can help you. Absolutely. Perfect. And yeah, uh, we appreciate you having you on, man. I think it was a really unique perspective and a, a whole new episode for us. Right guys. That's right. No, I, Really appreciate it, Roland. Yeah, yeah, thanks for having me. And just to remind everyone, we are on Facebook. YouTube is growing. We're getting there. We got some shorts coming. Please hop onto any of those uh, platforms. Subscribe, like. And I've learned, too, if you know somebody, first-time homebuyer, buying, selling, Christian is cracking me up today with his smile. Let them know about the station. Let them know about getting on Spotify, Apple, wherever you grab your podcast. Team MLO is here to support And uh, till we see you guys later, take it easy and over and out. Hey, thanks for chiming in to this episode of MLO. Always like to remind everyone, you can watch the entire episode on our Facebook page, MLO Podcast, or on our YouTube channel. We're starting to stream them out there. Keep, keep, keep tuned as we are putting together a lot of short content. So a little three to four minute snippers, right, Casey? Absolutely, absolutely, guys. And stay tuned. There's more to come. Yeah, lots more to come. And on a compliance preface, why don't you throw out my NMLS 154-2184 and Casey? 1458-123. I don't know uh, Christians, and he's not here right now as we record the outro. So we'll we'll grab that on the next run for next sure. Round, he's coming in. And if you know anyone out there, home buyers, home sellers, industry workers that could benefit from any of the content that we're putting out, please share, like, let us know, hit us up. We're soon to organize a, an appointment scheduler so you guys could have a quick Zoom or a phone call with us. We're here to help. Once again, Adinet MLO, and I certainly hope you enjoyed the show.